Your brain might just help you learn something in more ways than one. Welcome to Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology. Dr. Bell is a licensed marriage and family therapist. He'll be your guide on this crazy exploration designed to bring life back into our existence. Can you become the element of change in an ever-changing world? Possibly, but you've got to listen on to find out. Now, here is the host of Absurd Psychology, Dr. Gary Bell. Welcome, everybody. All right, we're talking about would you rather be right or be happy? You know, it is amazing, but one of the most prevalent and damaging themes in our culture is the need to be right. We have this defined narcissism in our culture about needing to be right about everything. So many people, even in marriages, will battle over who's right by correcting one another about what the truth is and what really happened without ever listening to each other. And unfortunately, these people get caught up in rage and disrespect and uh, end up in lots of fights. And then their marriage comes into question. Their children's lives get affected all because they have to be right. It's one of those essential things that we take for granted. It's so deeply embedded on our belief system and in the collective psyche that we never even pause to consider it. I mean, look at all the social media out there. Look at all the the news that we watch, all the commentators. They all believe that they're correct. They all believe that they own the truth. And then they create tribes of people who believe they own the truth. And people develop all these crazy bent perspectives and, and uh, basically believe their own crap. And so before we begin to look at that, let's just reflect on how it impacts us from more personal and mundane battles over who said what in the midst of an argument, the larger issues of politics, religion, abortion, health care, gun control, climate change, the right to uh, being right is mandated. It quickens our pulse, causes us to shout and can sever relationships. It is the reason for most acts of hatred and violence and warfare in this lifetime. And our educational system is rooted in the construct of right and wrong. We are rewarded for what are deemed to be correct answers and the ensuing higher grades of which generally lead to more uh, successful lives. Being right affirms and inflates our sense of self-worth. And here in the United States, where tests are what gets us through school, that means you have to be right. Now, in other parts of the world, they believe in Socratic learning, where we learn from each other, and we read something, and then we all interpret it and learn. That is a wiser approach, unfortunately, People's self-worth in the United States and other parts of the world is on the need to be right. And so uh, as students, we learn to avoid as best we can the embarrassment of being wrong. And getting the right answer becomes the primary purpose of our education. And, and isn't it regrettable that this may be inconsistent with actual learning, which is called experiential learning? You Can you imagine the generative and exciting learning environment that would result from a class that rewarded for asking the best questions? You can always tell how smart somebody is by the question that they ask. If you think about it, the most intriguing questions are those that don't offer simple answers. Even more, they drive our thinking into greater complexity and curiosity. And this will be a most wonderful learning experience. No need to be cautious about the wrong answer. No need to be uh, fear of failure. 
and everyone would be invited to safely participate in a generative and shared inquiry. Children certainly wouldn't nod off in boredom. And the bottom line is everybody's looked at as more right than they are wrong. Everybody's looked at as more good than they are bad. You know, that's the kind of way we all need to live our lives. Unfortunately, sadly, we have this other experience that has been created, which is the narcissistic world that we live in today. And this period that experience would look much better than than the rote memorizing and the spewing back of information that we never remember after we've done it, uh, rooted in right and wrong answers. Raising your hand to gain the reward of getting the correct answer is pointless. It doesn't teach you anything. You already know the answer. It simply messages massages your ego, but it doesn't inspire a genuine learning experience. You know, cable news shows stage the predictable impasse, particularly in the political arena, where fervently pitched arguments about right and wrong. What is more confusing than watching two talking heads assert than refute each other? You know, a mindless ping pong match. No one walks away any more enlightened than the way they came in, but both pundits and the audience. So, you know, have you ever heard a Republican pause and reflect back to a Democrat that they appreciated their point and were considering their point of view, or a Democrat acknowledging a Republican that their own opinion wasn't substantiated as as much as belief. It would be extraordinary moment to witness any breakthrough stalemate where people actually admit their, their wrongs and their shortcomings. You know, in working on marriages, I often ask people if they'd rather be right or if they'd rather be happy. Although nearly everyone says they would prefer happiness, the battle always ensues over right and wrong. If you pause and consider it, it's really insane. You know, the very fact that we'd mindlessly choose to win an argument at the cost of damaging our marriages, our relationships, our children's lives, points to something nearly terribly wrong in our character. And this inclination leads to the need to win an argument, which asserts that no one is actually listening. See, when people believe they're right, they no longer listen. Our job in marriage, in life, if we want to exceed, if we want to do well, if we want to have lots of memories, is to be the best listener. The listener is the one who's in charge of the conversation, not the yakker. You know, it, it doesn't it doesn't exactly, you know, very friendly when people uh, shut each other down to be right, let alone romantic relationships. How sexy is that when you have a partner that has to be right all the time? This compulsion to be right sidetracks our lives, impedes our learning and our sense of happiness and joy. You know, if you always come home and you're always wrong, how do you think you're going to feel? Like crap, but there's a huge majority or a huge uh, 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 segment of our population in every city, in every place, in every home where they have to sub they're subjected to some jerk that has to feel like they're right all the time. You know, it's curious how mightily our thoughts and beliefs defend their territory, you know, and what's amazing is, is both people will try to be right and wrong and they blame each other for trying to be right and wrong. So they act like they have the moral high ground, yet both of them do it. It's just amazing to me. You know, even if you're not right, then you're indeed wrong. That's the assumption with all the accompanying sense of humiliation and failure for being wrong. 
But, you know, does it have to be this way? Could we accept being incorrect without any loss or embarrassment? I would say the smarter people in this world are the ones who will admit that they are wrong at times. That is humble. That is real. That is honesty. And that is a beautiful thing because none of us own the truth. And even when we have what we think we own the truth, it's relative. It may mean it's the truth for now. It may not mean it's always going to be the truth, you know, especially about being human beings. You know, this fixation is more likely wed to a highly competitive cultures than traditionally oriented uh, cooperative societies. You know, issues of right and wrong don't equivalently inform one's sense of identity or self. Actually, they go away from it. It's like you have to be a computer instead of a human. You don't have to have feelings anymore. You have to be analytically correct. And people that are heavy analyticals lack the emotional motivation and lack the emotional context to understand what it is to be a human being. Because meaning in life always derives by how you feel about what you're talking about. That is more important than what you're talking about. How you feel to you is more important than what you're talking about. And you need to understand that as a human being, we don't lead with our feelings, we lead with thoughts, but we use our feelings to amplify our thoughts. And that's what it is to be a human being. And God forbid that some of that emotional context may not be correct or as important as you're making it out to be, but it sure sounds like it when you're beating on the table and trying to get people to understand you and berating people with name-calling simply because you feel you're right and they need to be shut down because they're completely wrong. It's so sad that we will steal other people's voice because there's two roots to rage disrespect and fear. Well, disrespect is derived from the idea of not being heard. And that's a very important aspect to understand about someone. If you cannot be heard, you are not respected. If you want to create resentment in relationships and with other people, you shut them down. Don't give them a voice. They will have internal rage towards you. And eventually, especially if they're passive aggressive, it's going to come out as super crazy. And then you're going to point at them and go, you're the crazy one. You need a therapist. But the fact is, you're probably the jerk who won't hear them. And so they stifle and stifle and stifle themselves until finally they've had enough. And you once again turn their voice off and they blow your head off with an emotional rage. Well, that's what we do to each other. And then, of course, the person with the emotional rage is the crazy one, whereas the other person is walks away, you know, uh, uh, free to believe that they're the sane one. And sadly, we we really treat people that are passive aggressive as if they are crazy. They're not crazy. They're stuffing their feelings out of respect for you, swallowing their pride, swallowing everything they can because you will not listen. You refuse to be wrong. And that is what it is to be human, to understand that there is a balance. We have to listen and we have to understand each other's perception. You not only own your truth, but you own the truth of how you are perceived. And if you do not accept that, you will never evolve. You will never become more intelligent. You will never become a greater person. You will never become that which your uh, uh, spiritual beliefs tell you to be. 
You know, some people need to be right always. They can't stand to lose an argument. They won't admit defeat in the face of complete, complete, compelling, honest, hardcore evidence against their position. Even having the last word not may, may not be enough for them if they believe the other side has gotten tired of the discussion, stopped arguing without conceding their point. In th- that case, they may insist on taking up the issue again later. That's why it's so weird when I see our presidential uh, press conferences where these people stand up there, the press secretary, and, and spins the truth around and then shuts everybody down if they ask a hard question. That just is it's unbelievable how much gaslighting is permitted in our culture all over the world because of these egotistical idiots who who assume leadership, lie their way to get lie and cheat their way to get into a leadership position and then find themselves not able to do the job and then being called out on it and actually gaslights everybody else to think they're crazy because they elected them, even though they didn't probably. You know, more interesting, who does and doesn't trigger our need to be right may be unrelated to social hierarchy or or prudential uh, uh, considerations such as desire to be in a superior's good graces. Well, that's what kids have to do. If they have narcissistic parents, the narcissistic parents are always going to trump the child. That means the child is going to become unimportant, unsafe, unheard. And that child is going to rage. They're going to find a way to get away from those parents for the rest of their life. They're going to they're gonna have to learn that they always have to be as right as they possibly can because they have to win the arguments. And they're trained to be narcissistic because the parents have to be right all the time. Teach your kids you're not right all the time. Apologize. Be honest. You know, why can't you have some integrity? That's what's important. And if you want to be alone and sitting in a nursing home with nobody showing up, be the narcissist. Have no integrity. Be the bigot. Be the one that does what you tell everybody not to do. Be that. But see what happens when you get older. You will find yourself alone and angry and all these poor nurses having to take care of you. Uh, while you're ending your days in in loneliness. But that's what happens when people don't manage their integrity. That's what happens with narcissism. Nobody wants toxic personalities around them. If you can learn to be listening, if you can learn what the true act of love is, which is compassion, and you offer everyone compassion, even when they're insulting you, you might come to find that your life becomes very magnetic that you're looked at as a much better person than most others. Compassion is one of the most powerful acts of love you can ever give to any people. And if we lack compassion, we lack what it is to be human, and we lack what it is to find joy in life. But we don't all uh, have equal amounts of, of the propensity to have compassion. And some of us have too much compassion. Some of us are codependent, where we just will give our soul away to some narcissistic grooming person who basically turns us into their object that takes care of them, you know, and then treats them like they're just this, uh, you know, something that's just hanging on the side of their body, sucking their blood off. You know, we, perhaps the most common explanation to give ourselves of why we behave in the way mentioned about need to be right. If we believe we are right, what are we saying? What, what, that we're wrong or that we, other people are wrong Why would we do that? Why would we want to tell people how wrong they are? You know, there is no doubt something 
uh, to this point, we should should not go along with falsehoods. But first, even this claim should be qualified. Sometimes it may be quite appropriate to drop an issue despite having a good reason to believe you're right. You know, say your mom makes an offhanded remark that's contrary to what you'd said. If you know she'd already had an exhausting day, it's not a good position to fight. She's tired, insisting that she defend her view. That would be stupid. Else, you know, you're creating a disaster by going after that person when they're tired. You know, we have to understand what it is to be human. We we are a work in progress. We are always buoyantly moving along just like the water does in the ocean. We're not always going to be calm. We're not always going to be wavy. We're not always going to be crazy. We're not going to, you know, always be a hurricane. But what we are going to do is have a life full of richness of emotions. And that is a component that we must honor about ourselves, not beat ourselves down about. You know, Gottman always talks about this one statement, and I think it's such a powerful statement. When you hear someone say something that you don't agree with or you may not feel is completely right, why don't you just tell them you have a good point? I understand. I hear what you're saying. I get it. Oh, so what you mean is this or so what you're telling me is this. You don't have to give them your opinion. Why don't you just shut up and listen and just leave it? You know, why do we have to fix everything? Why do people choose to hear someone's emotional tirade and not just validate their emotions? That's what they want. They don't want you to solve the problem. If they wanted you to solve the problem, they would ask you. But some people are so egotistical that they think that anybody comes to them with any emotional topic needs to be fixed because God forbid you have an emotion. You know, it's it's amazing to me in this life how people create boundaries around themselves that are so unhealthy about how they protect themselves. Some people refuse to listen to other people and that's their way of coping with life. They eventually box out everybody in their life to the point that they never have any friends, that they never have anybody to associate. Nobody wants to tolerate them and they'd rather just be by themselves sitting there watching whatever news station that they watch that reaffirms their perspectives. There's no doubt we should go along. We should never go along with falsehoods. We should never go along with flat out lies. That is absolutely the truth, especially when they affect our lives directly. You know, on any particular occasion, we can possibly tell ourselves that we insist on being right because we are, especially with groupthink. People with groupthink will take the 1% of reality and they will reaffirm that percent and forget the other 99%. They will ignore all the other evidence just to prove themselves correct. And that's what our media does. It takes the 1%, throws it up, and every time something is associated with that 1%, they make that to be their truth. That's called a narrative. Narratives are not the truth. Narratives are narratives to support your perspective. And the more we form the habit of narratives, the more damage that we do to our life. All right, we're going to take a quick break and then come back. Friend us on Facebook to keep up with what's empowering the world. Voice America Empowerment. Dr. Gary Bell is available for speaking engagements as well as teaching at your seminar or workshop and life coaching via telephone Skype or in person in the Seattle area. 
Dr. Bell brings his no-nonsense, straight-from-the-hip discussions each week on the show, but it doesn't stop there. Learn about motivation and psychology, one-couple marriage repair, a two-day workshop in Seattle, and more. Visit drgbmft.com today or call Dr. Gary Bell at 951-818-7856. That's drgbmft.com or 951-818-7856. It's time to serve, learn, change the world. Tune in each week for The Power of Young People to Change the World, hosted by NYLC's CEO, Amy Muirs. The program is a forum for both young people and the adults who love and support them. We make connections with others through stories of change, partnership, and new perspectives of issues facing the world today. Be sure to join us every Thursday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time and 3 p.m. Pacific Time, or anytime on demand on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Friend us on Facebook to keep up with what's empowering the world. Voice America Empowerment. You are tuned in to Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology. If you have a question for Dr. Gary or his guest, please call in to 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. That's easy enough, but if you want to send an email, it will take some thinking. Got a pen? The email address is drgbmft at sbcglobal.net. Or you can just click on Email Host on the Voice America page. Now, back to Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology. Welcome back, everybody. We're talking about the need to be right or be happy. You know, it's amazing. You know, people like doctors, you know, physicians, they're taught not to acknowledge mistakes. They're taught to, to uh, that, you know, if they face up to errors, there may be consequences like a poor evaluation, a censor or a termination, you know, or even being sued. You know, uh, doctors who insist on being always right and refuse to admit errors are probably acting rationally in their mind, though not always ethically. And that is the sad thing. Do they have to be rational or can they actually be ethical? Wouldn't that be nice if we had an ethical physician who actually could admit that they may have been wrong, you know, or be able to refer to someone else who may have a better answer? You know, wouldn't that be great if we had people like that that were really in charge of our health? If they if they're out there, you better hang on to them. That's a great thing to have. You know, not admitting errors where they try to persuade themselves that they didn't really make a mistake to preserve their own view of themselves as good people, not just as rational, self-interested people. You know, but we have to wonder, you know, uh, why do we have to argue? Why can't they want to do what is right for you? You know, to be sure the desire to think well of yourself, to have others to do uh, to do that is healthy. Some desire for superiority, and it's perhaps unavoidable and maybe healthy as well, but it leads to a drive for excellence. And when we drive for excellence, when we drive for perfection, we are also driving for neuroticism. We are driving for a psychotic break because if we need to always be right, we're going to find that we're not. And guess what? That leads to depression, anxiety, OCD, all kinds of crazy man-made diagnoses where their symptomology is how you try to control things you cannot control. 
You know, the understanding in this life is we have to stop living as human beings with the expectations of each other when it involves being human beings. We need to have preferences. I prefer, you know, I prefer you didn't talk to me like that. I prefer you didn't do that. I prefer you did this for me. I prefer you did this for yourself. I prefer you didn't spend all that money. I prefer you were actually responsible with the credit card. You know, the bottom line is we operate in preferences. If we can do that, then we make room for each other to be human and we don't have the negative narrative of failure every time the expectations are not met. Unfortunately, people can't wrap their brain around that. They go back to expectations and then they nut up every time they're not met. And we do that in marriage. And it's sad because you're not going to be perfect. Nobody's going to be perfect and nobody's going to meet your standard of what you believe is right. Unfortunately, some people think they're God and that that is the way it's supposed to be. And if you don't meet what I think is right, then I'm going to give you consequences. And unfortunately, young children get beaten down to the point that their will is gone because their parents have to be right. You know, the need to be right is an incredibly unhealthy perspective that can wreak havoc on everything in your personal and professional life. The short and sweet reason why is no one wants to deal with the person who always thinks they're right. A person who can't take responsibility for their own shortcomings, their own failures, is someone who is creating a lot of extra work for people around them. And that person who feels the need to always be right will typically have a difficult time acknowledging that they are the problem, pushing their responsibility off onto someone else where it does not belong, and then blaming them for what they should be responsible for. Just just uh, about any problem can be fixed if you're willing to be honest enough to accept your role in it. It's a work in progress. Can't we stop living for outcomes and start understanding that the majority of our life has to do with us being vested emotionally, logically, with all of our meaning, all of our attention on basically the process, not the outcome. We're guiding a process. If you live for outcomes, you're going to be a very impatient person with a lot of mediocre in your life. You know, uh, people have a hard time admitting that they're wrong about small things like an answer to a question or an erroneous claim they made. And some people learn that in childhood, that they have to deal with their parents to make their parents think they're little angels. They'll bend every kind of truth and not really tell you what really happened. And basically what happens is the parents accept that, they go along their merry way, and that child now has learned to lie. And so unfortunately, we don't dig a little deeper. If you did, you might be able to find a way to teach a value to your children. You know, a common belief is that, the, uh, that is a mask of insecurity is what causes this idea that we have to be right. The person is concerned of how others will perceive them if they're wrong or if they feel that they're not meeting whatever expectations are on them to be right. And that type of insecurity is often something that is ingrained in people as a child through dysfunctional, abusive family dynamics. And that need to be right may be defense mechanism that helped the person survive, whether it is what they experienced or what was necessary at the time to just get through their crazy parents. You know, there are breeding stock and there are parents, you know, and a, a lot of our societies full of breeding stock. 
You know, modern society tends to punish people who are not right because so many things have turned into pointless arguments of who's right. Politics is a blatant example, always has been. People on either side are constantly screaming and arguing about, about who's right, simply trying to slug it out with one another, but never coming up with answers, never coming up with something that is good for everybody. You know, admitting that that one is wrong in the workplace can give dramatic consequences these days. People make mistakes all the time, but owning up to those mistakes and admitting when you're wrong can invite people to try to use that against you so that they can position themselves to make the big bucks. You know, perhaps it's a boss who doesn't tolerate any failure, doesn't believe they can do anything wrong. Maybe it's a coworker who's angling for a promotion. The need to be right can become a habit if you're spending 40 plus hours a week making sure you're covering yourself so you don't get blamed or fired for a mistake that somebody else uh, may perceive as a mistake and amplify to show how awful you are. You know, the bottom line is that, and that's what is so funny about, you know, divorce. You never know who you marry till you divorce them. They will love to make a very dramatic uh, stage production in the courts, and the courts love that. So do the attorneys because they make a fortune creating a staged performance for you to unload off your spouse and pay hundreds of thousands of dollars to do it at the same time, stealing away your, your child's future, stealing their school, stealing everything away just for your emotional Im- uh, I- imbecile type of needs, our egos play these roles. We waste so much money, so many resources on our stupid egos. And it's unfortunate that we have to understand that we're not nearly as important as we think we are. We're not nearly as right as we think we are. We're not thought about that often. And if you come to understand that, it's called a midlife crisis. And when you hit the midlife crisis, you stop living apologetically and worried about what everybody else thinks, and you actually become a little wiser and take a few more chances and don't really care what people have to say because they're not that important either. Nobody thinks about them them either. So the bottom line is if we don't think about ourselves that much except for when it's important to us, by the time you're 60, you can revert to childhood because nobody wants to be around you, period. And they don't care about your opinions. You're just a stinky old person that they have to invite for the holidays and or maybe look out for the kids because both of you are working. But, you know, the bottom line is your value diminishes over time. Hopefully your, your, your value increases if you hold on to your integrity, if you hold on to wisdom. If you value that and you move your life through on that, you're going to find yourself to be a very magnetic person. However, if you lose that integrity, you're going to lose everything. And when you get divorced, you lose your integrity. Wow, it's amazing. Some people actually may come and regain their integrity by the way they live after the fact. But the truth is, it hurts for your kids because they have to wonder, why did you breed and have us if you meant to get divorced? What's the deal with you? You know, if you're going to be married, it's a will or won't. It's not a try. So why don't you do will for the first time in your life? Step into it. Do a will. When you make a decision, do a will. Stop doing a try. You know, try is like the worst word in the English language. You know, there's also people who have to exhibit intellectual elitism, and they can't help but demonstrate how superior their knowledge is by pointing out what and when others are wrong. They may not need to be right all the time for any good reason other than just because they want to be. 
You know, there's a lot of people with the title of doctor or whatever or lawyer or judge where they assume that they're always correct. But the truth is they're not. There's a lot of stupid. Stupid's everywhere, no matter what the title is. President, vice president, it's all. They're stupid there. They're stupid everywhere. And we have to understand that, that just because someone has a title doesn't mean they're always right. You know, and finally, there's a mental health side of the equation. People with mental health issues like like an anxiety disorder may feel the need to always be right as a way to keep things in their mind and their life uh, plain and predictable. That's what's called a narcissist. That's what's called a borderline personality. They have to always be right. And if they're not right, they're going to make everybody else crazy so you can look at them and not the borderline or the narcissist because God forbid that they be wrong. You know, there's a lot of disruption and unexpected surprises that could be upsetting and trigger mental unwellness. And the truth is, in the mental health field, there are many people who have mental health issues. And the they're very ones that are treating people have oftentimes mental health issues. That's why they're in the field. They're self-medicating, they're self-treating through your problems, not their problems, and they'd rather tell you what to do than actually live the healthy life. And that in itself is why you always need to shop for a therapist. You always need to shop for a doctor. You always need to shop for an attorney. You you have to shop to find the right one that fits you, not just go to whoever will take you. That can be crazy. You don't know what those people's backgrounds are. And the truth is, that's the way it is in this life. So, you know, the need to be right can be harmful to personal and professional relationships. People who feel like they're always right tend not to be good listeners. They they tend to bring out rage in anybody that grows close to them. They tend to have to create a sense of tolerance and having no point of view in anybody that's around them, especially if they're very joyful and funny. That's great. But if they always have to be right on top of that, that can be really uncomfortable. They don't need to hear anything about what anyone else has to say about the matter because they already know what the answer is. You know, that's harmful because it may prevent you from seeing and fixing small problems before they become major or major problems before they become catastrophic. You know, the person who's doing the talking will often feel like they are not being trusted or respected because they're not being listened to. You know, and that can be very sad. If a narcissist does feel like they're listening, they will gaslight you. That's just how it works. You know, can a person who's always thinks they're right see the big picture? No, they see their big picture. They think their big picture is the one that's right. And they miss the understanding that their perception is not always the truth, that we live in a life best lived consultatively. Learning from each other, asking the best questions, letting other people who have passions that are different than ours, who have sought knowledge that we have not taken the time to learn, and go to those people and utilize that knowledge to help us. That is a smart person. Unfortunately, people will surround themselves with themselves and live in their own universe. You know, a, a person who needs to be right cannot tolerate when someone else is. They may feel like they are constantly on the offense or defense with everyone else in the world who has an opinion that they don't agree with. And 
in this age of outrage culture, everyone being upset or offended by everything, it's mighty hard to find happiness and peace of mind when they're constantly immersed in anger and embroiled in conflict. We need to come to grips with that. Why cannot we be compassionate with each other? Why can't we hear things that we don't like or don't agree with? Why can't we understand that there's always kernels of truth in uh, many things? And yes, it may take a little more time to have to interpret, but we all owe that to each other. You know, it's impossible to have happiness and peace of mind if you're constantly disrupting people with anger and conflict, the need to be right. You know, that's not compatible. Logic is nice to have, but you have to have emotion to motivate your logic. So why don't you understand that your logic may be hypothetical? If this, then that. If this, then that. Most of our thinking is hypothetical, and if you're depressed, it's catastrophic too because you're always planning for a a catastrophe to happen. And then you're creating hypothesis, and that paralyzes you from ever making decisions. The truth is... That anybody that actually makes decisions, right or wrong, is developing what's called character. And that's how you teach other people how to love you, based on your decisions, which is a good thing. Unfortunately, indecisive people walk through life as milk toast because they basically cannot make a choice. Therefore, they have no character. Therefore, nobody knows how to love them. You know, if you want to change, realize that you have a problem. And it is a big first step to overcome it. But what else you need to do in order to make that that need to be right go away? Understand where your need to be right comes from. That is what you need to do. That may be a hard thing to identify, particularly if you're not in tune with yourself. You may also find that you can't identify where the needs come from because it comes from such a negative place or from what's called your inner child, how you were programmed with your narcissistic, unhearing parents. You know, the truth is people were quite proud that they used to say children are meant to be seen and not be heard. That in itself creates a lot of problems in the people that come from those kind of homes. All right, we're going to take a quick break and we're going to come back and we're going to find out how to step out of the need to be right. So come back. Change your world. Change your life. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Dr. Gary Bell is available for speaking engagements as well as teaching at your seminar or workshop and life coaching via telephone Skype or in person in the Seattle area. Dr. Bell brings his no-nonsense, straight-from-the-hip discussions each week on the show, but it doesn't stop there. Learn about motivation and psychology, one-couple marriage repair, a two-day workshop in Seattle, and more. Visit drgbmft.com today or call Dr. Gary Bell at 951-818-7856. That's drgbmft.com or 951-818-7856. Unravel the mysteries of metaphysics every week on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Join host Barb Crowley as she and her insightful guest share what's been learned behind the veil, going just beyond our five senses. Now you can see things with an entirely different point of view. Tune in for Metaphysics, A View Through the Veil, broadcasting live every Friday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time and 4 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Use it to explore your advantage and deeper understanding. 
your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. You are tuned in to Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology. If you have a question for Dr. Gary or his guest, please call in to 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. That's easy enough, but if you want to send an email, it will take some thinking. Got a pen? The email address is drgbmft at sbcglobal.net. Or you can just click on Email Host on the Voice America page. Now, back to Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology. Welcome back, everybody. All right, we're talking about the need to be right or the need to be happy. You know, it's amazing. The damage that's done from the need to be right. It it limits people's creativity around you. It keeps you in your comfort zone, which means nothing ever grows in the comfort zone. And... Uh, 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 it uh, impedes your product, your uh, productivity, and your progress. It's bad for that if you're working with other people. It's also, it leaves you lonely. Do you want to live like that? Do you really, really want to pay that cost of need to be right? You know, you, you need to choose to give up and follow another person's lead on purpose. In social dynamics, people often fail fall into or push themselves to assumed roles. A person who is used to pushing themselves in the front of a group to lead the way may need to make an active choice to step back and let someone else lead at some different time. The results probably won't turn out how you envision, but you'll find that people can be pretty competent. And they, if they're given the freedom to follow their own path and ideas, they may find an answer that is greater than what you ever thought could happen. You can always make suggestions about how to proceed, you know, but really you have to force yourself if you want to heal from this to acknowledge when you're wrong. That is an adult taking responsibility. The one thing that we're lacking in this society, admitting to when you're wrong is one of the hardest, most valuable things you can do because now you're safe. You're somebody who is willing to say, I don't own the truth in this life. I don't always know what's right. I do what I think is best. I do what I think I prefer, but I'm not always right. The need to be right causes issues because you may not be right. And you may have bad information or just responded out of impulse. A lot of people are stupid and they make decisions when they are emotional. And if you're going to make emotional decisions, well, let's just get divorced. Okay, that's brilliant. Wow, that's just brilliant. People say that all the time to each other. But it's stupid because you're saying it when you're emotional. If you want to live a good life, you wait till when you can respond logically. Think it through before you open your big mouth and try to make big decisions when you're emotional. We wreck our lives that way, and then we sit around and try to justify, well, you made me feel that way. You did this. You did that. You did that. And that's why I said that. So that's, once again, gaslighting and trying to get everybody else to understand why you said that. Well, why you said that is ridiculous. Nobody needs to know why you said that. They need to know, I'm sorry. I should never have said that. I recognize how it hurts you. Can't you do that? Can't we do that? Wouldn't that be nice? You know, humility is a strong path to overcoming those impulses and managing them well. You know, if you ask other people why they believe the things that they disagree with you with, that is called knowledge. 
trying to look at the world through their eyes. You can expand your own perspective and learn new things. Maybe you'll find that you weren't completely right after all. You know, at a minimum, you'll at least get more experience in a wider variety of perspectives. You don't have to agree with it. You don't have to like all the answers, but can you understand it? Can you have a little compassion? Can we do that? You know, a person's intelligence can interfere with their social awareness, particularly if they have mental health issues. You know, it affects their socialization. Social skills are something that can be learned and honed with book learning and practice. But that means you have to have an open mind. That means you have to be a good listener. That means you have to be curious because that is where your intellect will come in and that's where people will respect you by the need to be curious. It doesn't mean you're gonna join the party. You're just learning about why is it there? What's going on? What is it giving these people? The need to be right all the time could damage your relationship with other people. It creates uh, embarrassing situations for your spouse to have to wiggle themselves out of or not be associated with, even though they're married to you. You know, arguing over some inconsequential matter that no one else really cares about makes you look retarded if you really want to think about it. You know, if you want to be stupid, if you want to live as a stupid person, that would be a great way to do it. To, to damage everybody's life by arguing about inconsequential things for yourself to be right and then everybody to hate you. Not a good idea. You know, fixing the kind of thinking is not a one and done situation. It's a problem that requires consistent, repeated effort over a period of time to fix it. It may also require the senses of, of somebody that's objective, that can be outside the problem, like a mental health specialist that could help you understand what different perspectives are. Maybe they don't, they're not supposed to own the truth either, but they at least can give you some ideas. They can give you some different ways to think about things that maybe are a little bit healthier. You know, people who have always have to be right usually adopt a dominant body language through which they project an image of security and superiority. It's also common for them to use an arrogant language whereby they, you know, they, they close all ways of escape so that the only way that anyone will believe an opinion is to believe their opinion. And these people always know what is happening. They often go through life as smart people, and they're always ready to explain to you where you went wrong. And even if you are a specialist in a field of knowledge, they will know more than you and will turn a deaf ear to your proposals and opinions. How many people out there do you know that actually will not do what their doctors have told them out of compassion and love for their patient? How many people do you know that just won't follow the program? Sadly, many people do that. And oftentimes, they get themselves into trouble later on because they have more health issues because they didn't do what the doctor asked them to do. You know, the whole thing is, is that we all go out there and get expertise in life. We get experts in our life because they offer something that's been studied by the expert that we don't have. And we should depend on those people to help us. But we should also filter those people to make sure that they're the most effective for our state of living. You know, and wanting to be always right, it, it, it basically emancipates you from the rest of society. You become more intense. You become maladaptive. You become a person that only can be surrounded by people that have the same opinions as you. And basically, you go through life surrounding yourself with a perceived truth rather than understanding all of the wisdom that life has to offer you. Maturity confirms the wisdom of understanding that we cannot always change people. 
Each one must follow their path. Unfortunately, I see people that get married and try to change each other. The dumbest thing you could possibly do. If you're going to marry somebody, marry them for who they are. Let them evolve. If you have something to offer, don't force it down their throat. If they want to come to that, they do. If they don't, they don't. But you need to accept that. And you do not to put yourself in a position of superiority. Well, I pay all the bills and I make all the money. And just because she's raising all the children or they're he's raising all the children or whoever, you know, that's a lesser role than me. No, everybody's got a role. You need to understand that everybody's perspective. When you come home, the most important question you should ask your spouse is how do you feel and what's been on your mind? How do you feel and what's been on your mind? Those are the two most adult, mature questions you can ask anybody that you're close to, including your own children. You know, the majority of cases, you don't have to get into an argument with the person who's always has to be right. Maybe you should just ask yourself how much you're interested in giving your opinion. Why don't you just validate them? Oh, that's a good point. Yeah, I understand that. I hear what you're saying. I, I know. I, I get it. Okay, so what you're telling me is this. I understand that. That's great. Don't give your opinion unless you're asked. And even then, don't give your opinion if you feel like they're not willing to hear it. You know, it's better to be aware that often we are wrong and we do not know everything because in this way, we will always be motivated to seek, grow, and improve. The alternative is believing that you're always right. means, uh, among other things, not feeling the need to change and learn. You know, either you're happy or you're right. You know, and happy means that you're not out to be right. You're not in a competition for the smartest person in the world. You are just existing on this planet and here to contribute. And we're here to contribute to others. But the only way we're ever going to hear others is to have compassion for their feelings first. And then go to logic. Hear their logic. Understand their logic. Don't solve their logic unless they want you to help them. That's the bottom line. Learn how to navigate conflict in relationships. The easiest thing to do is always, always answer any question, any place, anywhere, any conflict with compassion. If you can do that, you can do what Jesus taught us as human beings. And the more you do it, the greater your life will become. The deal is we have to stop taking everything personally. When we discuss things with someone who is always right, it is inevitable to feel that if you're being personally attacked and to wonder that what that person is out to push your buttons, the internal reaction can immediately trigger strong negative emotions, whereas we become defensive and to stand further disrupt the conflict without intervention. Why don't you step towards the controversial person and understand their perspective? And that's it. That's it. Just validate. That's it. If they want to hear something different, great. But don't absorb it. Don't take it personally. Don't make it as if I can never talk to that person ever again. That's crazy. The first step in more effectively responding to the situations is recognize that people <coughs> excuse me, who always need to be right have likely developed the issue of long before their interaction with you. It's not a personal attack. It should be viewed as a learned behavior that they've had their whole life. Separating yourself from their learned behaviors can immediately give some relief to escalating emotions. An internal dialogue reminding yourself 
of their need to be right is not a personal assault, but can often calm you down and allow you to move on from the discussion more readily. You know, an individual who always needs to be right during conflict can be an energy drainer. And spending copious amounts of your personal energy trying to defend your point of view or point out discrepancies in their reasoning and use examples of their mistaken assumptions will typically lead to your own burnout and potentially express a verbal aggression or uncontrolled emotions. Don't give people that kind of weight. Don't give them the kind of power over your life. Just because they have an opinion you don't agree with, don't give them that much power. Just let them have their merry way. Let them walk along and believe they're right. You know, learning the timing. Of, and by the way, if you're having to be susceptible to somebody's need to be right, how much power do you have to change their opinion? And how much power do they have? How much influence do you have on them? If you have influence, use it. If you don't, then just have to follow the, the crowd for a while and then make your own choices that move away from them. It's imperative that you learn your own signals for reaching the point of no return. Equally important that you're able to stop and take time from conflict as soon as you've identified it. And using a canned phrase repeatedly may seem contrary to a genuine communication, but when you're trying to leave an emotionally charged situation, there's no end in sight. It's best to take emotions out of your communication, leave for some respite, come back, say, you know what? I'm not ready to address this. Can we come back to this in an hour? Can we come back to this in an hour and talk about it? Because right now I don't have a response for you. Give yourself a break. You know, we all need to do that, including in marriage. And we also need to stay out of the blame game, feeling an urge to point out when someone is hurtfully engaged in conflict or making it challenging to actually resolve anything and move forward is completely natural. However, you know, unfortunately, this reaction will neither uh, for neither party is likely to create more dissonance. So blaming creates increased problems, whereas taking responsibility for your own actions resolves issues. If you're going to be a blamer and not a responsible person, you don't have no right to be a blamer because you won't even take accountability for yourself. Nobody's going to be able to trust you because you don't take accountability for your own crap. You know, in a heated debate with someone who is a pro at blaming others, and individuals who always need to be right likely have mastered the skill. You're not going to change them in a conversation. You're not going to change them in a conflict. But understand, they're going to live a very lonely life. They're going to have a very hard time in life. And just feel bad for them. Feel bad that they always need to be right. I'm sorry you need to be right all the time. It's so much energy. I don't understand it. But that's your thing. And if that's what you got to do... Ride that out and see what happens at the end of your life because you're going to find nobody around. You know, it, people who always want to be right tend to be experts at incorporating non-relevant information into every argument. Side, you know, taking tangential thoughts and going off on those thoughts, derailing conversations by changing the topic to what they feel they have more expertise in. You know, people spend conversations all the time. Unfortunately, it's really hard to get them to stay back on track because they'll talk their way around a problem by tangentially joining another bubble and another bubble but never completing the bubble. You know, staying ahead of the patterns conserves your energy. It avoids rehashing things that have no bearing on the present. You know, it's 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 really important for the, the conflict is inevitable in life. Don't be afraid of it. You know, it's how you handle it. Can you be an adult? And just say, you know, when you say this, I feel this. 
when this happens, this is what it causes me to do. Can you just give them that and walk away? Can you just give them that? You know, that would be great if we can do that. That's our show. Thanks for listening. I love hearing from you. You can do that at voiceamerica.com. The Empowerment Channel, Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology. You can contact us via Facebook or our Voice America webpage. Now remember, if you obey the rules, you miss all the fun. Also, people who need to be right think they have the answer. How can you live right but not for the right for themselves? They can tell you how to be right but not right for themselves. Sanity and happiness cannot happen at the same time. Thanks for listening, everybody. That's our show for this week. Please join Dr. Gary Bell for another edition of Absurd Psychology next Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Now go impress your friends and family with what you've learned today and have them tune in next week so they can be almost as smart as you. 